Hey, Money Multipliers, Hannah here. I wanted to let you know that I am coming to Westbury, New York. I'm coming to Staten Island, y'all. At the end of October, October 24th, it's a one-day event. And it's actually, it's in the afternoon time. Uh, the event starts at 12.30 Eastern time, goes until 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. I'll be coming up there talking about the infinite banking concept and taking back that control of your financial life. So I hope to see you there. And until next time, catch you then. Hi, Money Multipliers. Welcome back to another episode of the Money Multiplier Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Kessler. And today we're chatting from the van. Um, I'm pulled off in Estes Park, Colorado. And I've been here for the last month or so, hanging out with some friends and uh, just getting some work done and meeting some of y'all. I've been actually meeting some of you while I've been out here. And uh, I got to tell you, last week I was just with dad. Uh, Pops and I, we went to uh, Arizona, Phoenix to be exact. And there was an event out there. It's called the RAL National Convention. That's pretty cool. I really love that event. And I'm, I want to shout out that event because if you are in the real estate space, especially in the assisted living area, I would hit up that event. Good people, good education. And so it, it's a good event. Good, good, great and organized uh, uh, space as well. So what I want to get into today, here's my topic, and I thought this would be a little fun and and spicy, okay? My topic I want to talk about, Hannah's least favorite questions. Now, I don't want this to turn you off from asking me questions, but I just want to explain why that I don't like these questions, why some folks, you know, ask this and where their thought process is coming from and kind of where my thought process is coming from. Because let's be real, what's the number one thing about this infinite banking concept? The biggest challenge when teaching this concept is the mindset shift. Y'all are so accustomed to what everybody else is doing, how we've been taught to handle our dollars and our wealth. And so now this is just a new mind frame and paradigm shift of how we have to think about our money and our dollars. So I want to get into it. I have about a few questions here, and maybe I'll make a part two to this series, but we'll kind of start here. And uh, write in your questions to me, okay? Write them in to me, Hannah at themoneymultiplier.com, and I can always answer that. So here's the first one. People ask me all the time when I'm doing strategy calls. Hannah, when do I stop paying my premium? When can I just stop paying the premium? Now, let's talk about why people ask this question. People ask this question because they're thinking of those premiums still as a payment rather than a deposit. Because here's the question I'm going to ask you. Have you made too many deposits into your regular checking or savings account? Absolutely not. So think of your premiums as that deposit. Now, I know what some of y'all are thinking. You're thinking ahead. You're thinking into the future, which is great, right? We want to think ahead. Just like how Nelson Nash does. You know, he was a forester. He was he had to think ahead 40, 80, 160 years plus into that future. So what you're thinking to yourself is you're thinking, Hannah, later down the road when I'm 65, 70 and I just don't want to work anymore, I don't want to have this premium obligation inside of the policy. I get it 
right? You, you, at that time, maybe that you are living on a fixed income, you're not actively working anymore, and you don't want to keep paying those premiums. But here's the thing in that policy. Each year gets better and better inside of that policy contract. So, for example, later on down the road, I'll give you a real-life example. My father's oldest policy is 14 years old. Just turned 14 in uh, February of 2022. When he put $1 into that policy, he was able to take out $2.24. He had, in that year, 124% growth just inside of the policy. Next year... I don't know what it's going to be, but I know it's going to be higher than the 124% that he grew this year. Who cares if it's even 125%, just 1% plus, right? I don't care. Where else in the world, in what vehicle am I going to be able to capitalize and get a quote-unquote return of 125%, right? And that's just what's going on inside of the policy. Now, I will give you options, okay? Just high level. I won't dive too deep into it into this episode. But yes, there are options later on down the road. If you ever wanted to stop paying the premium, you absolutely can by changing the policy to what's called an RPU or a reduce paid up. But if you ever do think that to yourself, you should honestly call me up and fire me because I did a really bad job teaching you this concept. All right, just kidding. Let's move on. All right, let's get into the next uh, question here. All right. What is the rate of return inside of my policy? What is the rate of return? Or here's another one that people ask all about. Dot, dot, dot. But I can get a higher rate of return over there doing real estate or putting my money into the stock market. Hannah, why would I put my money into the whole life policy when I can get higher returns elsewhere, right? What is my rate of return in the policy? So in this episode, I won't get too deep into the what is my rate of return because that's a whole topic we can dive into. And I got a good uh, video uh, episode on that that I can send you to. Just send me an email and I'll send you that video. But by inside of the policy, right, let's remind ourselves, we have a guaranteed interest that the company has to give us each and every year. That's the worst thing that the policy is going to do is that guaranteed interest because inside of that policy contract, the only thing that's not guaranteed are the dividends, right? The policy contract is classified as an appreciating asset, is it not? So each year inside of that policy, it gets better and better with the rates of return that we are getting. So truthfully, each year when my money is growing at an uninterrupted compounding growth, isn't my entire return on the policy honestly infinite? Maybe this is why Nelson Nash calls this the infinite banking concept, just one of the reasons. But one thing we're missing is is that you're still looking at this as an investment. I preach this all day long till I'm blue in the face. Your policy is not your investment. Your policy is the place to warehouse your wealth, to go buy your investments, buy your products, buy your services. I'm never going to tell you how to go out and invest your money. I can tell you what I'm doing in my uh, financial life and what I'm doing with my dollars and my wealth, but I am never going to tell you how to go out and invest your money. Because let's remember, 
I think you all just got a shot of Daisy's tail there <laughs> for my folks on YouTube. But uh, but but let's remember, right? So this is not about the investment. My policy itself is the place that I'm warehousing the dollars. Because remember, all wealth has to flow through somebody's bank, does it not? And right now, your wealth is flowing through the central banks. The central banks of Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Chase Bank, right? And they are lending out your dollars, your deposits, and making a good living off of your dollars. Remember, go go fact check me. Go look at that BauerFinancial.com, B-A-U-E-R. You can go get the annual, annual report of any bank in the entire country and you can see exactly what I mean. So all we're doing is we're just flipping the script. Stop keeping your wealth down at the central banks where they're the ones that are in control and using your money. You leave your wealth down in your policy where you lend it back out to you or to somebody else and now you're the ones making all of that interest profits and dividends on yourself. So again, I'm going to say it one more time. Your policy is not the investment. This is the place that you're warehousing your wealth to go buy your investments. All right, let's move on. Last one. This one, I actually kind of got a little giggle out of. So this this question came to me. Uh, somebody actually asked me this question. And actually, this was somebody. They were moving through the approval process. They were going to get their infinite banking policy and start using it. And actually, this was during the time of when our uh, new pr uh, president came in into play, right? Because we're sitting here on 2022. And she goes, Hannah, I just don't know what's going to go on with this administration. I know that inflation right now is nine and a half plus percent. I need to go out and buy things to go and beat and hedge against this inflation. Now let that sink in for a second. Isn't the whole reason we're doing this policy is to beat inflation, right? So right now, if you go out to here, sitting here in this 2022 economy that we're in, this is really the question that she was asking herself or that she was saying, I should say. She was saying, Hannah, Instead of me putting my money inside of the whole life policy where it's an uninterrupted guaranteed compounding growth that's not dictated on what the markets are doing out there in the world, instead, I'm going to go buy a piece of property. I'm going to go buy some real estate. And right now, I'm going to go buy that real estate at the peak of the bubble. I'm going to go buy it at the peak of the bubble. And the reason I'm doing this is I want to hedge against inflation. But what I'm not taking into consideration is the long ass, the, the, the after effect after this recession is done. Do we agree that prices of things are going to start going down? And I'm just talking about the housing market, I should say. Do we agree that the housing market is going to go down coming up here in a little bit? Absolutely. Go listen to any economist out there that's teaching and preaching this stuff, right? So we know that the housing market is going to go down. So what you're going to go do is instead of buying your whole life policy that has an uninterrupted increasing growth each year, you're going to go lock your dollars up inside of some equity inside of a house that's going to decrease here coming soon. Because, right, history repeats itself. And if I go buy a piece of land or a piece of property, that is going to be dictated on what other other people are doing, what the markets are doing, is it not? So again, 
I say this, the policy itself is the process that you go buy it. I'm not saying that it was bad that she went out and bought that land or that property. What I'm saying is, is, is that now she's just given up all of the future opportunity costs on that dollar that she could have still been earning inside of the policy while she went out and bought that land. But instead, now she just tied it up into that land and that's all she got for herself. Matter of fact, I'm just thinking about this right off the top of my head, but she she doesn't even have a death benefit now, right? Because death benefit's just the cherry on top of the cake inside of these policies. So those are a few things of the questions I just kind of wanted to hone in on and talk about. Um, kind of some controversial topics here, but um, I'll, I'll kind of think of some more that come to my mind and when folks are asking me, um, and please write in to me. I want to dive in deep into those lingering questions that y'all have as well. Um, but as of right now, we're gonna get hit. Uh, we're gonna hit the road. We're gonna get back on it. Um, I really enjoyed this episode. So thanks for joining us on the Money Multiplier Podcast, where we ask ourselves, "Hey, do our dollars make sense?" And uh, you can follow us. You can follow us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, The Money Multiplier. And if you want to check out my personal accounts, TikTok, uh, Instagram, Facebook as well. It's my first name, Hannah, spelled the same ways, forwards and backwards underscore Kessler, K-E-S-L-E-R. And I'll catch you on uh, another episode. So thanks, y'all. We'll catch you then.